0: Ooh, boy, I love it, we I
1: Welcome to In Review, the podcast where either one or both of us have not seen the film we are about to watch. I'm Jesse. I'm Ryan. And we're back. Finally. No kidding. How many
0: months high is I think we were like, we're just going to take a couple week hiatus, Right. And now we're like months, months later. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's old. justified though. To, like what, what's the big reason?
0: Well, I mean, a lot has happened. The, the All good. Yeah. The two main things is... Um, I had a daughter, yay! Margaret, and she's uh, beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then we also decided to move. Yeah, and now that's big. Yep. Yeah, so if the podcast sounds a little different, well, we're in a different place for recording now. The thing is, though, is that we're also in the middle of a renovation. Yeah. So screaming babies, and not having a place to actually record or really a place to watch the movie that we're about to watch. Um, has lended some difficulties now to be fair we did try to record a podcast we did we we got about halfway through it (laughs) yeah stop don't even well it was going to be kevin smith's clerks yeah
1: um because both of us had not seen that movie it's true and that had been at the period in time you guys may recall where kevin had that near-death experience you know yeah yeah he had the heart attack and it almost killed him and he had to wake up call, and I was like, "Wow, it's like the one Kevin Smith movie I haven't seen. We should watch it." And um, and you fell right asleep.
0: Uh, was that was that after my baby was born?
1: That was right before. Okay, well,
0: maybe I was just preparing for all the sleep I wasn't going to get. I think that's possible. That's you were already of-
1: <laughs> like ready. You were prepared. You're about to have a baby. You're about yeah, to move. Yeah, your life was crazy all my over the place. My life was nuts. Yeah, so you know we can make all these
0: excuses, but more so. Listeners, if you are listening to this episode of the podcast, you have hung on. God you. are bless among you. the elect. Yes. Because. We love you. Really, um, we miss doing this. And it's oh, not yeah. that. So we're going to go back to a regular schedule now. You're going to hear us. We're going to have more episodes on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And we are still pursuing the dream of doing a monthly live recording at the Alamo Draft House. To yes. yet be determined. Mm-hmm. Um. But we are we're working with our resources to see if it is something that we could do.
1: Yes, we're excited at the prospect of it. We already have even from both sides we've talked to friends and family, and I've met total strangers who I've told about this and come back to me and talked about like when the next episode is, and so hopefully we can keep that momentum going for you guys.
0: Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help that uh, the our place of employment has decided to plug us. <laughs> oh well, and, that was oh, awesome hey, by the way jesse and ryan have a podcast that you was... should check it out and it's like ah oh, crap well now that you've said it you've caught a twisted in my arm
1: into making another episode i feel like you've paid somebody in the business you know it's funny you say that because i didn't bring it up you're the one who was <laughs> featured in the article and then you're like oh hey by the way they're gonna do an article about us and i was like awesome yeah it was fun it was fantastic uh, very fortunate we we work at a really cool place
0: i really and yes. jewelry work and we're going to keep it quiet because i'm not stupid to share those types of things <laughs> um i will say this um i've missed missed doing this with you jesse i'm glad that we're going back to it yes me too you know my checking account is thankful too because you know i pay for make sure that the po- yes i was gonna say up. yeah let's 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 use it <laughs> why not gosh i'm so stingy
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. But no, I, it's it's been great cuz we've been talking about it and obviously we finally have an opportunity to get back to what we love and it's yep. it's fantastic. I'm yep. super excited. So, um, what's been new in Hollywoodland? So, this is this is pretty big. Um, I think a lot of you guys may or may you may not know this, but Disney, the titan that it is already, the Mouse House, right? Was like, "You know what?" Fox looks pretty good. I'll have that. I want some of that. Give it to me. Something tells me that so
0: the trademark conversation, right? You've heard about this, mm. how the United States trademarked um, gets pushed out by every couple of years like you can only have uh, a trademark for up to 90 years. Yes. Worth of renewing. The rumor is it's because of Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So they th- they keep on they keep on pushing the limit for a trademark because of because Mickey, they don't want to lose it. Yeah. Right, because they don't want some, you know, like jerk off the street just selling like Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. Or it being associated with bad things that they don't want to be associated with. Like yeah I could go out and buy a Mickey Mouse gun or whatever else, you know. Sure. Yeah. I guess the sky's the limit on your imagination for that. So sure. they they've always been able to somehow get the trademark to be pushed out further right there's probably somewhere along the line where you have to kind of uh, where the United States government's gonna go you know what no nah, enough's enough right I think that I think the, they're wise up to that
1: I think that's possible I, I do I'm not 100% sure I know I talked very little about this in college but I know we did talk about copyright law and oh yeah the statute. trademark copyright whatever yeah right but like all that stuff because like copyright especially it's like something that can be renewed. Um, but there is a point where it becomes public domain mm-hmm. and it's una- it's essentially unavoidable, you know, especially that's why so like classical music and all that stuff is public domain for the most part. It Classic being,
0: novels are becoming public domain. Yeah. Right?
1: So much of that stuff is available and you can do whatever you want with it. And it's, it's, I'm sure Disney's scared about that. Well, then that's why you buy up
0: franchises that are only 40 years old, like Star Wars. Yeah to keep your intellectual property going where you don't have to worry about those types of situations happening to you for a long time Mm -hmm. and so you look at marvel and star wars you can obviously see that that's the future of disney they've pumped millions and billions of dollars into that franchise oh yeah and they are reaping the reward for it my disney stock has skyrocketed yeah astronomically yes but it is incredible i i so do you think that they bought Fox for, well, obviously probably so they could utilize some of the other superhero characters they didn't currently use, do you think? Is like the X-Men part of this? The
1: X-Men is part of that particular vein because you have, um, like Fox still does have the rights to like X-Men and Deadpool um, because they those have done so well. Yeah, so they
0: still have the rights to them? So, yeah. So like Disney can't... So Deadpool is not a Disney princess? No, he is not. Not quite.
1: (laughs) Exactly. If you notice, too, like when you watch those films, they say Marvel, but they don't say Marvel Studios. So Marvel is still clearly associated with those characters, but they're in that particular world. And so like in the Disney Marvel movies, you're not allowed to say mutants because Fox has rights to mutants. Huh. And that's why uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were not named mutants in the Avengers. They're metahumans. So intellectual property and all that stuff is a huge deal and they can only cross over so much. There are very thin lines that even studios can cross when it comes to some of that stuff. Okay. Which is kind of crazy when you when you know that Disney owns Marvel, but Fox has the rights to those movies and all that stuff.
0: So what other IP do you think that Fox has that Disney wanted? Well, Disney owns ESPN. mm mm-hmm. Fox owns Sky. Right. So I wonder if Sky comes over, and that means that ESPN can view more soccer
1: matches. Possibly, I would like to think, even though I don't know how much longer it could possibly last. But owning a piece no, of like The Simpsons, longest-running animated show in history, I don't think Disney wants to be associated. With the I'm Simpsons. not 100 percent sure, but who
0: knows? It makes me something. wonder: what if? They did all this just so they could rip stuff out of Universal Studios, so they don't have competition in the amusement park.
1: They really are monopolizing the entertainment industry.
0: Somebody had said that sixty honestly, percent of all films created
1: will now be under the, the Disney umbrella. It's pretty true. Like it's it's kind of weird because for some people, I know I've talked to they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's the end of all things." You know, art. You know, it's just going to be popcorn flicks for the rest of our lives, kind of thing. But. They do so well and they really have a rich history and they know how to speak to an audience. Sometimes it's not much. They're not necessarily saying much. Yeah, but, but I still disagree with that sentiment only because,
0: um, okay, actually, Kevin Smith. Let's go back to Kevin Smith because I, lo- I love this this parallel. Um, he maxed out his credit cards to make clerks. Right. And it skyrocketed his career. Mm-hmm. But he's always been quoted with saying like, how difficult it was for him as a so, as a wannabe filmmaker to make a film, whereas nowadays a kid can shoot an entire movie off of an iPhone ten, yeah, and it have 1080p quality and look like a studio film. Like you don't have to go out and buy film reels right. anymore to actually create something beautiful. And so, yes, there will probably be tons more popcorn style flicks from Disney, mm. no doubt. Sure, but I don't think that the the art form is wasted because. There are tons of, like, films that were made on budgets or that they're, or they're very low budgets that are, that are coming out that are fantastic. I would assume that A Quiet Place wasn't a very expensive movie to make. Right. Yeah. i trying to think of other movies recently. Bo Burnham's Eighth Grade has been doing really well.
1: Right. No, I totally agree. Because that's my thing, too. I'm like, you can, do a, you can do a lot with very little. You can do a lot with a lot. And Disney, I think, can do both. And they've proven it, yeah, so much. And that's yeah. why they that's why they have their fingers in so many pies, and yeah. they can do this. It's because they're doing a lot right, yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, people know it. It's clearly like a household name, and always will be, for a reason. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't frustrate me. Doesn't but, frustrate me. You know, but I'm it is crazy. It.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Fox has always been one of those ones where so you you had back in the day. ABC had TGI Thank God it was Friday programming. Mm -hmm. And was it ABC? Maybe I'm way off my rock. I feel like it was ABC. with like Family Matters and Full House. Mm -hmm. Was it? I think so. Dinosaurs. Maybe dinosaurs. I don't know. ABC is owned by Disney. I just remember ABC doing a really good job of like doing family-centric type content. And Fox decided they were going to be a little divergent. Mm -hmm. And their stuff was a little bit more... Raunchy and taboo, right? And their approach, specifically because that was that was the only way they knew they could gain viewer, viewership, yeah. And it started with married with children and just exploded from there, right? So you know, Fox has always been one of those people that I just don't. Um, I love their movies; they do great films. Die Hard's a Fox movie, hmm. one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Yes, but
1: I am a I am I am a, I'm a fan of fan of the Mouse. Myself. I'm with you man there's there's a special place in my heart for Disney for I th- always I mean I think I think but I mean they're just really good at their marketing because I think that my yeah. my
0: indoctrination into Walt is has <laughs> been from oh, know, yeah. as a toddler to now It's I mean, true heck I'm going to Disney World in <laughs> six months
1: yeah <laughs> absolutely there's a reason for it there's a reason there's Disney World and not Foxland you know like <laughs> uh, let's be honest it's a very good point so it's totally fair also fox has canceled more than their fair share of amazing content over the years and i hope disney can put an end to that to some degree well well don't well nowadays right when people cancel something you've got netflix to pick it up you do and even like brooklyn nine nine which was doing an amazing job on fox they were like nah and then <laughs> nbc picked it back up because they were part of the studio that was financing it anyway, which was a brilliant move because it's great. I just don't understand why they do that. They, it's So, I think we're headed to it in a good direction. I agree. Okay. Now, so with that,
0: best 21st century or 20th century Fox films. I'm just curious, so we can kind of play like the R- RIP um, type things. Well, oh, 20th century Fox, best all-time grossing films. There we go.
1: Uh, I know Avatar's in there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of funny, too. I thought that Avatar was a Disney movie because it's in Disney World. But I guess Avatar's number one. Yep. Good old James Cameron fair. And then, obviously, Star Wars was originally a fox. Mm -hmm. So, episode one, episode three of of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Deadpool one and two. Wow, so, obviously. Yeah. So, here we go. Star Wars. The original. The New Hope. Independence Day. ID4. Oh, yeah. Dude. Have you tried to rewatch that?
1: It's been a while. It doesn't... It, it doesn't quite hold up? Because I watched Resurgence when it came no, out. No, it, it does not hold up. It, it, the acting is great still. Right, but the graphics and everything are oh, like... Oh, the computer...
0: I mean, dude, it's like it's like worse <laughs> than like people that like do computer graphics like in their basement and upload it to YouTube. Like, I mean, it's just... Technology has outgrown that movie way too much but I remember when that first came out like, dude it was earth shattering oh my gosh the, the graphics are amazing look at all the future like like it was I, incredible
1: yeah that was a oh man you gotta start somewhere to
0: this day one of the only movies where I know there's a part in that film that I'm going to jump every single time I anticipate it and I still get it wrong and I jump it was when um is it with the fog? Her- yeah, P.B. Herman's character, whatever, ends up getting taken <laughs> over by... By the alien, gets and, wrapped around and, and, he, like, and smacks slams on the, the glass. glass. Yeah, I just, every single time I still... Oh, yeah. That freaked me out. Okay, let's see. Oh, here we go. Home Alone. Yes. Classic. Amazing. Uh, in fact, you and I watched Home Alone last Christmas together. Yes. Yes, we did. And I had the museum. I actually never watched any of that series. It's good. Um, yeah. X Men movies are on here. Castaway, oh, cast.
1: Well <laughs> Uh
0: I think we should just land it at this. This is another good reference.
1: Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. Man, I haven't seen that in forever.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, there you go. Oh.
1: oh, the Sound of Music. Oh, is on true. Here. True classic.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Even grown men will cry in that movie. That's true. It's incredible. So yeah, I don't actually remember now that, now that we're talking about all this if Coming to America is a Fox film or is it Paramount? I think it's Paramount. Paramount got bought by somebody too. They don't exist anymore as a studio, do they? I don't remember because I know, I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I feel like Mission Impossible still is. Um, with like uh, Mission Impossible Fallout We'll see
0: Paramount Studios. I guess they hold oh, no, down the Paramount Pictures. Paramount Pictures, yeah. But he, I guess the reason why I didn't think they existed anymore is because
1: um, oh, we're now they're subsidiary the of Viacom. Okay. So, so yeah, but yeah, I think um, yeah, Paramount for coming to America, it's perfect. And you, you've never seen this, right? Oh, wait, we didn't even tell them what we were going to watch. You just kind of slipped it in there and then started going. I thought I did. No, you didn't. We didn't have to told them. Okay, so we're going to do the rewind noise. So tonight we'll be watching <laughs> Coming to America. Eddie Murphy. Yes. Never seen it. No, yeah. no,
0: And it's so like, you know, obviously we've done many podcasts where one of us has... Uh, Happen to have the conversations with friends, family, and coworkers when they find out that we we do this movie podcast, and then we say we haven't seen the movie, they get actively pissed off at us. I know this is one of those times where it's apparently valid that they're mad at me that I've never seen this. <laughs> I have people that I have talked to that say they don't watch a lot of movies, and they've still seen *Coming to America*. Right. Uh, so I, I feel horrible i i'm gonna i'm gonna you know wear a horsehair jacket for the rest of the week and cover myself in ashes and mourning right um well anyways I'm excited I don't know much about it except that he plays an African king, yeah and he comes a- to america clearly.
1: He's African royalty and uh how he views America as far as like being being the royalty that he is and not you know coming to like You'll see. There's, it's just an interesting translation. And, and this is like around the time where obviously Eddie was so huge. Um, and I think this was coming on the heels of like he was so big um, even when he was on SNL. Okay, so this is post Saturday Night Live? Yeah, and so when he even when he was on SNL, I think you know this, but he was so popular on the show that he was the first person and I believe the only person to host... SNL when he was a cast member he got so big so fast that he hosted the show himself even though he was just a cast member originally huh like not after the fact not like I left did my thing for you know five ten years got big like Will Ferrell and then came back to host he hosted it because like he was so good so fast
0: yeah I'm curious what Lauren Michaels would have to say about it like I wonder if it was like, yeah, somebody quit or, you know, canceled. And so I had to figure out what to do. (laughs) Probably not. No, I know. Eddie Murphy was a really big character back then. He's still a big character now. I mean, I think we've all grown up. I mean, I think he is our generation or maybe just a little bit of our generations right before us. I mean, he's, he's like Richard Pryor. He's, he's a, he's an absurd comedian. He likes Mm, social commentary. He's, um, he has no problem adding color to his dialogue. Right. Um, He's just an all-around funny guy, and he's just really good at being able to poke fun and, and and get away with it. Kevin Hart is very much like that type of a character nowadays, too. Yeah,
1: I think he's adapted that for sure. It's interesting to see, because like, you can kind of see the baton sort of being passed, because not that Eddie doesn't do anything anymore, but hes I think he's pretty much... I think he's done, like the most recent one was like, what, Daddy Daycare? Well, Daddy Daycare, he'd done something, I think it was something like... Um, Mr. Church, I think was the name of it. It was a more dramatic role. Um, and so he's done a few things off and on. He had something, I, I want to say, like a thousand words or something was the name of it, or that was at least the plot, where his character was told he could only say w- a thousand more words before he was ne- going to lose his uh, ability to speak. Hmm. So like he's done a few things, but he's just been kind of off the radar for a while, but... But this is when he was king, if you will.
0: Heyday. Mm-hmm. Creating places is good.
1: Yeah, this was around that time too. So like this is when, you know, you couldn't go to a movie or some you know, without him being involved. Like being somewhere in the box office. He was all over the place. And this was definitely one of the crowning achievements, I believe. And I think that pretty much anybody else Please his crowning achievement is Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> he he's awesome in that movie. Oh
0: man, I'm I'm being facetious, but I did like him in that. Movie. Right, Nettie Professor was great. I loved the remake that he did with that. Um, so he also he, redid uh, Doctor Doolittle.
1: I think he that was mm-hmm. well done. And he's just uh, he's done a lot. Even Daddy Daycare is a good movie. I never saw it. It's good. It's definitely like kind of weird to see Coming to America, and then watching Daddy Daycare. You're like. Is this the same guy? (laughs) What's happening? But But it still works. That's good. Well, I'm excited to watch it, so let's get to it. Okay, so now I'm going to give you guys a little synopsis of the movie Coming to America. Join Eddie Murphy on an unforgettable comic quest to the new world. As an African prince, it's time for him to find a princess. And the mission leads him and his most loyal friend to Queens, New York. In disguise as an impoverished immigrant, the pampered prince relishes the chance to test his mettle in the urban wilderness. Keep an eye out for both Murphy and Hall in some unforgettable cameo roles. And as usual, you guys will probably be sitting here for another 30 seconds while we spend the next couple hours watching the film, and we'll come back to you with our thoughts. Stay tuned. Welcome back to In Review. We have just finished watching Coming to America. Sure, we did. So, how are you feeling?
0: It was great. Right? I expected it to be a comedy, obviously, but I did not expect
1: it to have a solid storyline, and it actually did. It was really fun. It's true. It's It's interesting, too, because I remember... Knowing Eddie's reputation as a kid, you know, and all this stuff, like I basically wasn't allowed to watch anything he did movie wise. And it did take a little bit before I got a chance to see this, but like it is oddly one of the more wholesome roles he's ever played. Yeah. If you will. Yeah,
0: yeah, there isn't. Yeah, there's parts, but it's not it's not too bad of a movie when it comes to those types of things. Yeah. Um, you know I thought that he I thought he um, did different characters only in Nutty Professor I didn't know he did them in
1: this 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 was his debut of multiple characters cameos in in one film and then it became a thing and that's why you see it in things like Nutty Professor and all that fun stuff
0: he did such a good job as the barber
1: (laughs) yeah he was fantastic he oh. He was even the Jewish uh patron in, in there <laughs> well, they're fighting about different types of boxers and <laughs> yeah he's fighting with himself
0: <laughs> That was really good that was really good
1: its it's It's funny too because of course it's a comedy, but there is a romance there is a story, you know, and the names in it. Like, you don't realize how many people were involved. Second James Earl Jones film. Right? Sneakers was our first. Exactly. Now Mm -hmm. this one. And then we snuck him in. Just snuck him in. Just snuck him right in there. (laughs) Which, by the way, he, you know, being the king, you know, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's father in the movie, his queen, who was um, Madge Sinclair, played by Madge Sinclair, the two of them... Both were Mufasa and Surabi in The Lion King. Yes. Which is awesome. And now with the live action Lion King,
0: uh, I know that James Earl is coming back. So incredible. Surprising his role. Makes me so happy. It's also ironic then that he had a male lion sash, if you will.
1: Yeah, he was literally wearing Mufasa. Obviously, this came out before Lion King, but I still found that hilarious. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> it was just meant to be. Oh,
0: yeah, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Arsenio Hall did a fantastic job as semi. Right. I uh, I thought his character was great. I think, actually, I, out of all the characters played, uh, him as the, the preacher was just so good.
1: <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's true. He definitely he brought it home. He, I mean,
0: he, extremely uncomfortable when he's talking about the Lord being good
1: and with like with the models in front of. him. It's true. It's true. But, but but he definitely nailed the whole like.
0: I love the Lord, and if loving the Lord is
1: wrong, I don't want to be right. If loving the Lord is a wrong, I don't want to be a right. I mean, just like oh yeah, it was just it was just fun. Yeah,
0: as a fun character, you can tell he enjoyed playing that. Yeah. Um, you know, just all around. Oh, uh, favorite scene. And I know you probably can't play the clip because of the <laughs> cursing, but it was so good.
1: <laughs> Behold,
0: Simi, life, real life, a thing that we have been denied
1: for far too long. Good morning, my neighbors. Hey, f- you. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: f- you too. He's like, good morning, New Yorkers. And that guy's like, hey, man, F you.
1: And he's like, Yes. F
0: you too. F you too.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. He's so excited. <laughs> it's uh, it's so funny too because like he's just he's so like stoked about genuine. everything. Yep. You know, he's so excited about being impoverished. He's like all about it. I love it too, because when they first go to that hotel and they have like 50,000 things of luggage. The second they walk in the door, like <laughs> oh, 35 dude. people swarm it and just run away with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just instantly. He wanted the sleaziest apartment. Oh, gosh. The blood handprints on the, the wall. Yeah, it was an <laughs> active crime scene.
1: <laughs> and he's like, well, take it. <laughs> it's incredible. Don't use the elevator. It's a death trap. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And then just, yeah. It's incredible, all the little things, small things, you know. But I don't know. It's funny too because um, I talked to you about the music at one point. We kind of were listening to it, and we hear that midi saxophone. Oh, that's perfect that for that the eighties. But I didn't realize, and I looked, I looked into it a little bit, but Nile. Rogers did the music for this.
0: Yeah, I was like people like Danny Elfman did the music for this. You are always about finding the music. So it's important. Alright, well so then who is he?
1: So Nile Rogers was um in Chic. He, he worked was. with Sister Sledge. No. Don't. No. David Bowie. Okay. Madonna. All right. Daft Punk. Okay. And Pharrell Williams. He's an incredible guitar player. Interesting. And like Seriously, he's just worked with so many, and I only listened to some of them. Like, he's worked with a ridiculous amount of people. And he did this music. And he's, oddly, like I said, he was on Daft Punk's um, Random Access Memories recently. And he was on Pharrell Williams' Girl album. So, like, he's kind of come back into the scene again. Not that he's ever really been gone, but he's kind of, like, surged back up. I just thought it was kind of interesting that he'd, really branched out even early into film then. I'm just just surprised
0: more so that you become like an encyclopedia for random facts about crap like this. It's important, dang
1: it. I guess. Other people are going to appreciate
0: this. Well, you, listener, if you're out there and you're excited about some composer that no
1: one ever heard the name of until Jesse just said it, write us a letter. We'd love to hear it. Oh my gosh, please do. (laughs) I would love that. And then I will absolutely read every word of it. In the next podcast, oh to God. Ryan's face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear diary today. Yes, I'm about that. So let's talk about um, Louis Anderson playing a role. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Another 80s comedic, um, you know, I wouldn't say great, but, you know, most people recognize his face. Yeah. Definitely was known for his, uh, his cartoon back in the early 90s, Little Louie. Um, he had a funny little role I thought it was hilarious The first time you see him He's about to hand somebody a drink And
1: just knocks it right over Because of
0: John Mr. Amos Yeah, Mr. McDowell Yeah He's it's... talking about like, you know You know, I started on cleanup Just like you guys But now, see, I'm washing lettuce Soon I'll be on fries Then the grill A year or two I make assistant manager And that's where the big bucks Start rolling in I used to cling like you guys, but now I get to wash the lettuce. That's right. Pretty, and then, soon, pretty soon,
1: I'll be on fries.
0: And then the grill. And then maybe a year or two after that, assistance in- to
1: manager. <laughs> and that's where the real money happens. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Simi? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. And then, like, Sam Jackson. Oh, that's right. He totally me. Samuel shows L. Up. Jackson. He totally shows up and, and he drops a
0: couple MF.
1: Yeah, which standard, same Jackson, typical
0: Sam. Yeah, yeah. But and then fun he, little role.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And then also Cuba Gooding Jr. It was his first appearance in a major motion film.
0: I mean, he was just sitting in the chair getting his haircut.
1: It's true, but I found out because I was looking into it a little bit. He actually did have like a line, but they ended up cutting it from the movie, which was a bummer for him. Well, it's not Obviously. like he didn't get like he known didn't. after the fact. Yeah, exactly. Come on, he's radio. Yeah, he's for sure, yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, too, because... Samuel L. Jackson did not has not aged. No, I know. It's kind of ridiculous.
0: Because that movie, this movie was eight,
1: 1988, and... I mean, he had more hair. Yeah. That's about it. Yep, but same voice, same attitude.
0: Uh, same look. Yeah. I mean, he... The the man's chirogenically freezing himself at night, or
1: something. He must only like come out of that cryogenically <laughs> well, frozen a, chamber for every movie he does. Well, did
0: you ever watch the television show Erie Indiana?
1: Um, no, but I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so there's an episode in Erie Indiana, right? Uh-huh. And, um, basically, uh, this mom is a Tupperware like a like a stay home mama, she sells Tupperware, and they come to find that basically that her two sons every night. She tucks them in the bed and, and and closes them in Tupperware, so that they stay young forever. So my theory is that. So if, if we're going, so it's twenty eighteen, so that that's thirty years ago. That's so late. I mean. Yes. Okay. So, Samuel Jackson is going to bed in a Tupperware bed. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think that the media was trying to let us know that through, Erie, Indiana.
1: I think everything you said is completely valid. Okay.
0: However, extremely false. And it's too late at night, Ryan, and this is why you're saying these things. I
1: love everything you just said (laughs) in both cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know. I know. No, that's okay. I think that's all right to have those kind of thoughts. It's all right. But I totally agree. He definitely has an age, and it's kind of incredible. But, yeah. I don't know... (laughs) It's it's interesting who Eddie attracted along the way, and who who they've become in the process. Because even Sam wasn't necessarily a big name, I don't think at that point. That was really kind of like him and Cuba, you know. Some of these people starting to, to start being noticed, you know. Which is interesting to see. Whatever happened to Arsenio Hall? You know. Yeah, I think he. I want to say he, fairly recently, like, rebooted his. Talk show. I mean, I feel like I want to say. I feel I like he him. would.
0: He would be. There would be some form of an Arsenio Hall Renaissance. I mean, the guy's talk show was great. I mean, everyone remembers the oh, 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 yeah thing going
1: on. I know it wasn't too bad look, or too too long ago because I saw him do an interview with some of uh, the cast members of Whose Line Is It Anyway, and it was a newer interview. It wasn't from like way back right or anything so i think he's still doing something well we'll have to look into
0: it because i'm curious yeah but we're way over our time again <laughs> already so listeners um just as a quick reminder you can follow us on instagram at InreviewPodcast in review podcast or on twitter have twitter, twitter yep that's sweet at in Review podcast <laughs> and uh, also then you can also do an uh, in review uh podcast on uh on facebook Mm-hmm. Right. Facebook
1: dot com slash in review podcast.
0: Well, anyways. Um, other than that, I also just want to remind you guys that um, we will be getting back to a regular rhythm, so stay tuned. We've got more movies uh, coming down the pike. Um, in fact, we've been talking about some of them lately. Jesse's never seen the movie Splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have not seen Fargo. I know. Beat us up later if you don't right. mind. Yep. Yep. Um, we also have a couple other ones up of our up our sleeves. Um, obviously, in October we have to do a horror one, just like we did the thing last year. Yeah. It was worth it. It was. It's going to be hard to find. In a horror film that neither of us have seen, but we will try. Um, and uh, nonetheless, uh, we miss you guys. We love hearing from you. Yes. If you like what you're hearing, we want to hear that. So submit some reviews on uh, on iTunes. That would really help our, get our podcast out there. Yes, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you soon. We love you. And uh, yeah, this has been in review. I'm, I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Jesse. And, and stay tuned. Oh uh, yeah, it's your turn tonight. Sort of. Stay tuned for what? I'm not sure yet.
0: You're really going to try to get me to laugh at the end.